Kara from Health, Home, and Happiness, and I've never actually talked about our whole autism story um, all at once. I have bits and pieces all over the internet, but I found the GAPS diet when my daughter Hannah was three. Um, when she was about a year old, she was si showing signs of autism. She wasn't making eye contact. She wasn't interested in her peers. She wasn't interested in connecting. She was really just interested in nursing and um, later poking at eyes and opening and closing doors and shoes all the time. That's really all she cared about. Um, and, but really the eye contact and the delayed milestones were what was the most alarming for me. So when she was a year old, I started kind of half-heartedly looking into autism treatments. Everyone told me she was too young to be evaluated. She didn't get evaluated until she was right around two, maybe just before she was two years old. Anyways, so I was looking at, and I started her on like fish oil because that's supposed to help with brain development. I started her on B12. Someone in an online discussion group told me about the specific carbohydrate diet. And at that time, this was back, she was born in 2006. So this was in 2007. The internet has changed a lot. There's a lot more information on there now. Um, so they pointed me to pecanbread.com, which is specific carbohydrate diet. And it just looked insane. At the time we were eating standard American diet. I had the book Nourishing Traditions and I thought it was interesting, and but I really hadn't incorporated much of that at all. So anyways, by the time she was two, she was missing her milestones at two. She still didn't walk. She was definitely delayed and she still wasn't making eye contact. She was showing those repetitive stemming behaviors that's um, symptomatic of autism. We had her evaluated and those particular evaluators, and you'll find this if you're evaluating your child and getting your child evaluated, that different people have different standards of what they will diagnose. And so at that time she didn't qualify for an autism diagnosis. She was red flagged for early intervention and she was given a developmental di delay diagnosis. Later on at four, and I'm skipping ahead now, but at four she did get an evaluator that did give her the autism diagnosis. And if you look at, at them, it was a DSM IV diagnostic criteria. Um, she definitely did qualify as pretty much moderate to severe autism. There was no, there was very little verbal. There was stemming, there was not sleeping. Oh, that was a big one. She didn't sleep. And I thought that was, that was kind of like okay until she was two, not okay, but it was, um, somewhat normal. Lots of toddlers don't sleep well, but at two when she still wasn't sleeping, she had never slept through the night. It was just starting to become really alarming to me. And so that's when I read um, Special Needs Kids Eat Right. And she talked about the gluten-free, dairy-free um, diet. And she kind of started mentioning coconut oil and she started mentioning um, other dietary interventions that can help children that have autism. And so I just said, okay, deep breath, we're gonna go gluten-free, case and free. And it was something that was overwhelming to me. I mean, I was a pretty young mom. I was 23 when she was born. By the time she was two, I, her brother was born when she was two years and two months. Excuse me. So I was, and we were, we were broke. <laughs> we were so broke. Um, and we were in this tiny apartment. I have this baby, we're on WIC, which is food assistance. I've got, like big old belly, I'm pregnant. I've got this two-year-old that doesn't walk, doesn't sleep. Um, she ate really well. And she, I did, when I did start her on solids, I started her on like nourishing traditions type stuff. But we also like, let's be honest, we'd drive through Arby's when we were in town and we'd, we'd buy Arby's and she would definitely eat Arby's off of my plate as well. So her diet wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect nourishing traditions, but she was probably 80% organic, um, 
whole foods once I started her on solids. And that was another thing that she was super delayed in is she didn't eat a bite, like I, I'd put food in her mouth sometimes to see if she wanted it. She didn't swallow a bite of food till after she was a year old. She just nursed. So anyways, that's her early, um, her early autism story and that was our first trial with gluten-free, casein-free was she was, it was after her brother was born, she was just turned three. That's when we did gluten-free, casein-free. And two days into it, she was a new child. Like before she would never walk through a parking lot. She, she could walk by then. She walked right around two or right after she turned two. But she had never just walked through a parking lot without getting like out in la-la land, just like distracted by everything and not coming along with me, not being cooperative, not doing anything. Like she just wanted to stim. That's all she wanted to do was open and close doors. So walking through a parking lot wasn't happening. And I remember we were going to Big Lots and this was two days into gluten-free, casein-free. And she held my hand and she walked into Big Lots. And like as a mom with a child with autism, that's like the most amazing life-changing thing ever she was making eye contact like she was sleeping through the night she was going she still wasn't going to bed until like 10 but she was sleeping from 10 until 6 and because she had been up for every two hours for like over an hour at a time up until then this was just life-changing for me when she did get up she was making eye contact and so that was just amazing and she did that for about a week maybe four days five days and then she started regressing. And so it's like, I had seen that. I had seen the eye contact. I had seen the sleeping. I had seen her willingness to take my hand like a typically developing child and walk through the Big Lots parking lot. And so to go back to losing that again, to have to put her, I had her in the ergo and she was three at this time and I had a newborn on the front and her in the back in the ergo to do all of my grocery shopping because they're just, she wasn't going to stay in the cart. She wasn't going to do anything, but I still had to get stuff done. So to have her go back into what I call autism land um, was just, it was just heartbreaking. So I started Googling cure autism because I didn't know what else to do. I'm just like, I've seen it. I know she has more potential than this. I know this isn't her life. This isn't what her life is destined to be is stimming and screaming and screaming and not sleeping all the time. So I Googled cure autism and I came up with, I believe it was on Nourishing Gourmet she talked about the GAPS diet. And I think they did the GAPS diet for food allergies. I don't think they did it for autism, but she was one of the first blogs that talked about GAPS diet. And so I Googled around and I found the Yahoo group and I found, um, found a couple different people that had the GAPS guide. And then I bought the older version of the GAPS book. And then we started intro. I gave myself a month to kind of prepare because it's a huge change, especially before there were the meal plans, before there was um, all of this information on the GAPS diet. Like I was pretty much like, I don't know what to feed her. We ate so many scrambled eggs and so many um, hamburger patties <laughs> with pureed squash. Is I didn't know what to feed her. It's not nearly, there It wasn't nearly as much information now. And like, I had started my blog Health, Home, and Happiness at that time and I had started posting a little bit of stuff, not that she had autism, but just that we were thinking about starting the GAPS diet. And the backlash I got was like terrifying because I was getting it not only from her doctor who said like she needs gluten or she's going to starve, but also from friends that are just like, oh, well just let her have it, like you're too uptight. And from family, it was just like, why are you doing this? You need to go see a real doctor. And so I was getting like all these conflicting information from everybody, um, the internet included, telling me that I was starving my child. <laughs> and um, so anyways, I put her on the GAPS diet. We spent 
I remember we started November 1st and this was right before her brother turned one. So she was turning three or no, she had just turned three and her brother was just turning one because we had his first birthday was just pureed butternut squash, which was all I could handle at the time because I was so focused on cooking for this child. But anyways, we didn't see the overnight um, change in her like I did when I started gluten-free, casein-free, and we did keep her dairy-free on GAPS for over a year. Um, so she, we never reintroduced gluten and casein, but it was just having that initial time where I saw such a rapid change in her and I saw the eye contact that gave me hope that I could keep looking for something that would help this child. And so we started GAPS and we started on the introduction diet, um, which I will link to right above some more information on the introduction diet. Right now I have something that walks you through the first 30 days just because we did it um, and it was so hard for us. Anyways, I put her on the introduction diet and I slowly saw steady progress. It wasn't like, I think it was just like her system had never been without gluten and dairy because I had always eaten some of it and she was nursing. Um, so it was that initial shock that showed me that first huge change. And then on GAPS, she was progressively, it wasn't as big of a shock, but she was progressively getting better day by day, week by week. And I was checking to see, and she was tolerating a lot more foods. Um, so yeah, that was our autism story. At four, she was on YAPS and she was diagnosed with autism at four. And then she was reevaluated. They evaluate like every two or three years, I think. Um, she was reevaluated at six and she had lost her autism diagnosis. She still has a global delay diagnosis, but, and some people will tell me that like, oh, well, she still has a diagnosis, so why do you care? I'm like, I care because she's not screaming all the time and she sleeps and she's happy and she makes eye contact, she makes connections. And it's just something as a mother, like it's so much, not only easier to parent her, but we just get such a better, her quality of life is better and we get a better connection with her after the GAPS diet. So she stayed on GAPS diet um, from four and then I took her off at I think five and a half. She was, we had tried different things and I tried doing no dairy, I tried introducing dairy, I tried doing less probiotics, more probiotics. Um, the one thing that did work really well for her was going low carb and we have a family history of silent seizures, which is seizures that like it's not the typical tonic-clonic um, shaking but there are seizures that are happening in the brain, but they're not showing in physical symptoms. So I did try her on a low carb version of the GAPS diet. She did really well, like she, her impulsivity um, went way down. And then I ended up going to a traditional, all during the time we were doing the GAPS diet, we were going kind of as often as I had money. If I had $500 to throw at an alternative treatment, I would go to an alternative treatment. So we did chiropractic, we did, homeopathy, we did traditional Chinese medicine. Anyways, the traditional Chinese medicine is what allowed her to start eating carbs again. She stopped having that adrenaline response. He did some acupressure on her. It's um, Martin at Green Mantis Kung Fu in Mesa, Arizona, if you guys are curious. Um, yeah, so it's not, it's not like a magic bullet, but it changed our life so much, and that's why I have health home and happiness and I try to help as many families as I can. I am passionate about making so much stuff that is legal for the GAPS diet and helping other families. I've seen other families that had complete recovery, autism recovery from um, 
from severe autism by using the GAPS diet. I've seen some people like us that had like pretty moderate but really helpful recovery and I've seen other people that had like a change in digestive systems or a change in eye contact, a change in sleeping. And really I haven't seen a whole lot of people, especially for autism, that had done the GAPS diet and had done it strictly because it is something you have to be incredibly compliant for that didn't find something of value in it. They might've had to tweak it to go like low phenol or they might've had to tweak it to go low carb like we did. But in general, just healing the gut is a great way to help um, heal autism. So that's our gaps, how we got started. That's our autism story. And um, due to privacy concerns, I don't talk a ton about specifics, but I'm since this is so far in the past, I feel comfortable sharing our story. We're really happy with where we are, and I hope that's encouraging to you. If you found this helpful, if you could subscribe over there, I would love it.